We live. We're live. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Nerdy Up North podcast. It's a nerdy podcast hosted by Northern Nerds. I am one of your hosts, Sam. And I'm one of the other hosts, Paul. And uh, this week's episode uh, kind of got changed last minute, so it is my uh, fault this time. Sorry about that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we were accident, busy. though, because it falls it falls lovely with what we got released this week. So it's a happy accident. Certainly. So we were going to plan on reviewing Thor, but it kind of didn't go that way because, um, like I said. I didn't get to see the the four movie, shall we say? Uh, so it wouldn't be much point doing a review on a film that I haven't seen. I know Sam's seen it. Um, you just get a one sided opinion. <laughs> very much so. So it would be very uh, different to do it that type of way. But yes, so this episode we are planning on doing, uh, like I say, a review on the cult classic, the ultimate cult classic. Uh, clerks um just because we did get a special uh trailer this week which unfortunately we couldn't do a trailer review because we were both uh working and couldn't really like say manage to to get the timing right shall we say yeah just it just didn't work in our favor this time so we we decided that we would get together and do a hostful episode just on the movie clerks which i had to watch again today because it's been a while and it took us three times to get through it because I kept falling asleep. <laughs> Hope that's not an indictment to the film, but <laughs> absolutely not. I was out yesterday, and wow, do I feel my age today? <laughs> so I'm sorry for the the, the eye and the mm-hmm. voice. So I apologise in advance. <laughs> Obviously, one the first time when Sam sounds more like a bloke than me. So, but we'll not go there. <laughs> <laughs> really, do. <too. laughs> Oh God, I'll not, I'm not, I'm going to stop me mourning. It's all I've done all day. It's either I'm too hot, I'm too old. My body can't take this anymore. <laughs> not, we're going back to the nineties today. So let's so, do that. And, and just to make the reference, Sam's got a bad throat because she was out last night, not because she sucked 37 dick. Just get that out of there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see it before anyone else does. Uh, Grant. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Um, right. I'm going to get the disclaimer out of the way with because I really want to crack on and talk about Clerks because after watching it today, I'm like, I- I've I've listened, if that makes sense. Like, I've listened to it. So mm-hmm. so everything discussed in tonight's episode is our opinions and our opinions alone. If you want to discuss any topic from tonight's episode, please come and join us on the Facebook group and we can have an open discussion. What we won't have is anyone come for us and tell us our opinions are wrong. We can agree to disagree in fandoms. So let's keep it fun, keep it kind and keep the toxic behaviour out of nerdism. Well done. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. She's got one job and she does it well, bless her. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> you cheat, you get. <laughs> um, my God, I can hear myself back, you know. I can actually hear how I talk. because <laughs> <laughs> I sound ridiculous. I'm so sorry. <laughs> sorry. As someone's already pointed out in the chat, are we even meant to be here today? Are we supposed to be in here today? I'm not, I'm not meant to be here today. Oh, my God. You can do a drinking game to how many times he says that in that film. Uh, <laughs> it is a film that is purely based on, as you said, dialogue and yeah. uh, references alone. Visually, as you can see in this podcast episode, we are black and white as well. Thank so, God. Um, 
yeah, so visually it's not the most <laughs> like spectacular movies and it probably was the most independent movie that was shot in, uh, what was it, 25, 22,000 dollars? Yeah, think, something originally. like that. He got, um, he sold his whole comic book collection to finance the film, but also had to get out credit cards. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and yeah. he, he nearly fucked himself big style with uh, like in a debt and stuff but it's one of them things where you read about and you like as us being nerds and movie buffs and dreamers that you Mm -hmm. kind of dream like the story to make a film and to go for it and have the balls Mm. to do it I think that that's the thing having the guts and thinking right I'm going to make something I'm going to be a storyteller that's what that's when you when you hear his interviews now that's what he describes himself as the great the great kevin smith uh i will get on my knees if he ever gets on this podcast one day. all hail <laughs> kevin smith yes. and his genius because you are right he is such a risk taker and not even just for clerks it's everything he does he risks everything just and he is you can tell recently he's, he's just doing it more for him mm-hmm. definitely and uh, just before I've just noticed as well, because I did, uh, thanks to Jake giving us a little hint and tip last week, this is the, probably the first podcast you're watching with Sam the right way around. So, <laughs> so normally it's always like flipped, so I managed to get a thing. So any T-shirt writing's always been backwards and your room's always been things. So if anyone's noticing that Sam's stuff are on the other side, it's because it's actually the right the right way it's meant to be. Oh this, my this God, way. I have never noticed that before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. I've never noticed. So my Brogan and Burks actually says Brogan and Burks. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> wow, yes, this is my room. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so uh, like I say, I've been like trying to, as you said, up the production and up up the look. So that, like I say, if you if just iron out a few teething problems as well. So if it does change, uh, I know Goodwill's keeping an eye out, letting us mm-hmm. know about a few things. So um, like I say, so. It's going to be a, a journey, shall we say? But yes, you're so clever. You really are. Like yeah. I can, do, I tell you, I like, I'll say this is what I'm looking for, and you're like, right? I can, I can do that. It's like you're just so <laughs> clever. <laughs> uh, just learning and testing, test what works and what doesn't. But yes, I apologize if if you're in the UK, listening in the UK, you know it is hot as balls at the moment. So if you hear <laughs> like a fan noise, it's because I am so hot. It is ridiculously hot today. It is. And it's quite apt to do, like, say, a clerk's review when you're filming this hot, because, like, say, when you watch them back, like, it, you can tell where they're filming. It, it must be warm. So um, go all Snoogans and Jane, Sam and Bob and uh, keep it real. But Jesus no. Christ, I'm trying not to die today as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's just too hot, man. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a goth at heart, man. I can't be doing with this heat. <laughs> Um, so this came out in 1994. Yeah, so Charlie That's gets the, this one. Teen, yeah, 1990s there. 1990s. This is the year that I started comprehensive school. It's the year that Kirk died. Wow. It's a massive year. <laughs> yep. And it scored 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's the thing, because uh, when you read about like all the things, because I did do a little bit of research on this one, that uh, basically when it came out, it was released at Sundance. Is that right? Mm. Yeah, and, it came out the Sundance Festival, and it won uh, like the Young Persons Award, um, like for a little shitty like independent movie that mm-hmm. is about 
nothing like literally to be fair it is probably just like a therapy session for ed garner hicks like his worst day of his life <laughs> it happens where pretty much anything and everything that can go wrong it is almost like a di- di- disaster movie in, in, in a way <laughs> it is um i, I want to get into Dante later on because i've got a few things to pick on about him like i really <laughs> it, do he made a few choices but to be fair when we were all at that age we did make a lot of good bad choices we all made decisions that were questionable we all still doing it still doing it today at nearly 40 so <laughs> yesterday was a big one <laughs> definitely but um like i say we're not as young as we used to be but i think as a coming of age movie um it, well not even a coming in age movie it's like a lost age shall we say like the years after your teenage where you don't really know what you're doing with yourself i think yeah, that kind of flows yeah, you're absolutely right. It's that in between time because like Dante is in a job, mm-hmm. but yet has been champion to go on and to co- do go to college. And mm-hmm. he's like, I just don't know. Like he's just, it's like right in the middle of like leaving school and deciding on what you want to do. And he just, even when you look at Clerks Two, he still hasn't figured it out. It <laughs> <laughs> doesn't look like Clerks Three. <laughs> no, no. But that's the, that's the best. Like he he's he's the kind of person who. He just he just doesn't know, but Randall has his like for all he's a dick and mm-hmm. he can come he, he but he has it figured out. Yeah. He knows what he wants to do. Yeah. It's kind of like no, I would say not bothered about like doesn't overthink stuff. He's mm-hmm. not a great thinker. He's more of today's the day and like say mm-hmm. I'll live today and this will happen. But as you said, greatly put at the start you listen to clerks now if you mm-hmm. just like not watch and just listen to how they talk this isn't like say the quintessential way that people do talk to each other they use words and language and have discussions that i wasn't having in my 20s um like i said similar tones similar beats but not like to the degree or like say the topics i don't know if that was just general middle uh, like say general america like say new jersey type of conversation because i know all the characters and stuff were based from uh, kevin smith's experience or working at like say the quick stop yes um, um so randall is i don't know if he's dante or randall because it's kevin smith and brian johnson yeah. and if you're a co- if you watch uh, comic book men you'll know who brian johnson is he's also the host of tell him steve day's podcast mm-hmm. and which is off which comes from mall rats. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's Kevin Smith and Brian Johnson are Randall and Dante. And I'm sure someone in the chat will tell us who's who. Uh, Wolf Flanagan, who mm-hmm. is one of Kevin's best friends and is Brian Johnson's bestest friend. Um, he's, he's just, he plays like four different characters. So yeah. there's no clear picture as to where he fits into like the friendship circle. And JMUs is just JMUs. Yes. <laughs> it's just, this J is, JMUs is just like the character J mm-hmm. is just JMUs. And mm-hmm. I was thinking to myself earlier that, you know, they've not really, they've not established the JMUs, like the J character. Like J doesn't quite get it yet. But when you listen to him, it's like, Actually, no, that is him. That is yes. very much him. The the one that you got in Reboot, that's not Jay. 
No, no, definitely not. Not with the new teeth and everything, but we'll not talk about that. Yeah, I always remember when he got them teeth and I was like, what has happened to his face? Like, I understand you've got new teeth and well done. Well done on your recovery, but it's yeah. changed your face. Did. Um, but I always love like the story that Kevin Smith always tells when he does his stand, like his like live shows and how he first got like introduced to G- uh, like GMUs and his experience like there from then on of how Jay was in his life, basically how he was working in the quick stop one day um, and basically just putting out the, the newspapers and then in walks GMUs just basically I, I, like, as G, like as Jay and Sam and Bob just walking straight through um, and just basically saying, I'm going to suck this off. I'm going to suck this. I'm going to suck this. I'm going to suck this guy. And then just walks over to like, like an old ar- arcade machine with the joysticks and start like, like giving fellatio to the joystick by saying I'm sucking this bitch I'm sucking that bitch and and Kevin Smith is just like standing there in awe watching him going what's this guy's problem and it's like and I, I don't know if it was like Brian Johnson just says oh that's just Jay that's just a local kid he, he just that's that's how he is and yeah and he kind of hung out in the quick stop ever since and that's how they become friends because Jay liked to suck things off <laughs> <laughs> Um, he's just he's he's such a big part we all know he's like a massive part of Kevin's life mm-hmm. and Kevin has I always thought that Kevin felt he had a responsibility to Jay because what you see in Clerks is Jay Muse yeah like, 100% that is that is 100% authenticity of Jay Muse Mm-hmm. but he comes from a really shitty background yeah. and I think Kevin felt so and I think he has done his whole life I read one of his books um which is it's like diary entries mm-hmm. and it at one point Jay ends up stealing like credit cards from his house yeah and putting his daughter's life at like mm-hmm. at risk because the police are like being brought and it, it it's done so much yet there's still today mm-hmm. hetero life partners it's like what a friendship. True. But I think there was a stage where even Kevin said, look, you get clean or that's it. And that's mm-hmm. when Jason Jay did well, Jason Mews did get everything sorted and is back on track now. I think it was um either just before I'm trying to think of the film now, because it was after Jay and Sam and Bob strike back. But I can't remember. I don't think it was because I think it was just before Zach and Marie make a point. Right. Yeah, because he's he's sober then. Mm-hmm. He's in um, what was it? Dogma. Not one day was he sober on that film. But I still love the story that uh, when G- and G- Kevin Smith put the, this the fright of, of his life into uh, in Jason Mewes, telling them, saying, "Look, we've got a real British actor." In uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've got his name now. Oh, Alan Rickman. That <laughs> real British actor in Alan Rickman. Now he's not going to put up with any of your shit without you not knowing your lines. So you either learn the lines <laughs> for this movie, or you are getting recast. <laughs> and Jason Mewes got so scared. He not only learned his lines, he learned the lines for the whole script for every single member of the cast. And he could say it verbatim as well. And that was like, say, when Kevin Smith realised that he, he wasn't just a dick sucker. Yes. <laughs> yes. I just, I, I've got so much love and patience and time for Jason Mewes. And I think, mm. I, I think a lot of it comes from Kevin. The, the person who he is comes a lot from Kevin. Mm-hmm. I think like, say with everything, it, it, it's our, our teenage youth, our like say adolescence, like say mm-hmm. that's what, so we always going to have like I know I talk about the 80s films being hit with nostalgia and stuff like that, but 
Kevin Smith does that just by being there and just by talking about movies, like I said, because I know Clerks, was it last year or the year, a few years ago, it got actually put into like the Hall of Fame. I, the, not the Hall of Fame, the, the Hall of Records. The Hall of Records. Smithsonian or something? Yeah, something. something it was like something that. historical and museum-ish. Mm. I do know what you mean. Yeah. So it's always going to be in the archive. So it'll always be played or have, uh, like, say, being like history of of the type of movies it was, and that was always a big deal for him. And again, when you watch this film back now, it is dated. It it it. Some of the shots it is cringeworthy, but it's got so much feeling, so much reso- resolution, and. Like each character is bizarre and as weird. You can understand from like the start, like say when Donny gets that call. I never understand why, why he's in, in, the in the cupboard. Yeah. yeah. Why that, is that, he in the wardrobe? <laughs> has he got like a wardrobe fetish and stuff as well? Was he uh, too hot? Is that how we cue our <laughs> hotness? Do we have to go in the wardrobe? Um just to go back one frame back from that. Mm-hmm is the opening of it. And I don't know if this came up on yours, but it came up on mine and it's a sketch drawn of his production company, Skew Askew. Uh, yeah. And oh my God. <laughs> the weird clown. <laughs> I generally think Walt Flanagan drew that because he's a Welsh an artist. Mm-hmm. And I think he drew that. And if he did, bravo. Because I was like, I, that that sets me for the tone of <laughs> where I'm at. Yes. Uh, just that one bit there. <laughs> Certainly. But yeah, but then like see you, you get the phone call and he's in the cupboard. That that always confuses me. It still confuses me, dear. Like you've got a bed. What, what were you doing? Like you said he was on clothes on the night before, so he wasn't out partying. Was he just that tired that he's collapsed in the cupboard? Because he's still dressed and still thing. But and then comes into the whole like say a day of hell when he's getting shafted by his boss in or makes a deal. As long as he's gonna be in by twelve o'clock, he'll he'll do it because he's got a game of hockey. And you know he's done. He's got to play that hockey game, but uh, another and then... huge staple of Kevin's life: hockey. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, but throughout this, like, see, because it's not a short film. It's it's it is like, mm. see, you know, but I don't know. I know we're going to be like, say, reviewing it, but jumping from bits to bits because mm-hmm. the version I watched not too long ago was the Clerks X version, like the like the anniversary. Right. And what they did, which I didn't realize, because I bought it and I kind of like left it on the shelf. And like, like one of the, I'm one of these people that when it comes to DVDs and stuff, that I'll buy it and I'll say I'll never watch it because why well, should we stream them? Exactly. <laughs> but it's nice exactly. to have. Exactly, it is. It's nice to have, but um, they cut a scene in that I didn't know they did. Mm-hmm. Do you, you know about this? No. So you know when he's going to the funeral. Mm-hmm. And like say in the original, you, you cut him going in the the funeral home, yeah, and it, cu- and it cuts them getting chased out, and you don't know mm-hmm. what happened when they're in there. It's just like Randall's getting shit for saying defecating a corpse and stuff like that. Um, but in the actual uh, this version, the go- the the lost episode in the cartoon, so they actually put the scene in where it's basically Dante and Randall in the in the funeral home. Talking to all the people about like uh, like like the characters from Mole Rats and stuff are there, and they're all having the conversation about why she died and how basically uh, Brody had basically told her about uh, how the camera adds twenty pounds, so she went to the swimming pool. It was her. It was her that died. So 
that's the whole element in the cartoon. I was like, holy shit, this is completely blowing my fucking mind here. And I was like sitting there like glued to it going, this is complete new. Because I, I, I remember the cartoon coming out. Mm-hmm. But I didn't remember these aspects, but it's got, it's quite funny as well. Because it's got Randall with like these cards and they've got Buddy Christ. And I was like, all right, so this cartoon was made after Dogma. <laughs> Yeah, it was 2003 that the cartoon came out. And I only know that because I was doing a bit of reading this afternoon. Um, the Yeah, because when he comes out, you see them go in, you see them come out with a run out. And he's like, you didn't have to knock her over. Yeah. Like, and he's like, well, they would put her back in again. It's not like she's going to be worried about broken bones and such. <laughs> yes. But I, I was like, this is, I, I get, again, because I know you watched it today, but you probably, mm-hmm. uh, like I said, depending on which version uh, you found. <laughs> <laughs> which one came up first yes I don't know. <laughs> um, like i said and that just completely blew my mind i was like that they've actually uh cut that in and mm-hmm. being as clever to do it because we never knew what happened in that church and that kind of no. gives you that little insight and who was involved and again there's a little call back to more rats as well and it just like leads to like leads everything so it's interconnected and how it yeah. flows so so well yeah because he's always said the viewers skew at universe is one so mm-hmm. the, the so that I, I, I'm speechless. That's like blew my mind. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, see, I would certainly suggest, like, anyone who's like not seen it or like in a while, go back and try and look at this version. It's almost like the the Snyder cut of uh, of Watchmen, where they intercut like the black uh, the black. Was it not the Black Pearl? That's a different franchise. The Black Seal. Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> was, it, was, was it the Black Seal? The, uh, I think so. the, uh, that was intercut into so that cartoon in, into the Watchmen film. It kind of made the film make more sense in a way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I absolutely loved it that they actually went and put that back in and, and awesome. hearing the voices and everything as well. But I know after this, it was after Clerks that. Um, that Kevin and the guy who plays Randall, what's his name? Um, Jeff Anderson. Jeff Anderson, they had the fall out, didn't they? It was it was somewhere between, obviously, Clerks and Clerks 2 in that time frame because they had a massive falling out and it was over money. Yeah, because I think Jeff Anderson thought he was going to be the next big thing because you could see why he had charisma for days in this movie. Good-looking like, man. Really yeah. He's a good-looking man. And he stands out for, like, Again, just being in one of Kevin Smith's mates to star in a film, like mm-hmm. the way he moves, the way he talks, you can't take your eyes off him in this movie. Mm-hmm. And as soon as he comes in, it it makes a black and white film have cover. That makes sense. Oh, absolutely! Like it did, absolutely because when you see Randall in Clerks too, mm-hmm. I'm not shocked of how he looks. No, because uh, yeah, I totally get what you mean by that. Um, yeah, I think Jeff Anderson threw his, his dummy out of his pram mm-hmm. um, over money because. Kevin lost Clerks pretty quickly after it came out. Like he yeah. did not have the rights to it. He's only just either just getting it or is about to just get it back. Because mm-hmm. um, I think he got the rights back from the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess that's how. I guess that's how he gets to finance other stuff. Is to. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I, I don't. Yeah. I, I don't know the ins and outs of the business and how it works. But in my head, mm-hmm. if Kevin wants to go on, because Clerks was huge. It was independent Sundance. Didn't he get like a ten minutes standing ovation for it? Um, I, I think he talks about like I said, being his proudest moment. So I remember because I didn't watch Clerks when it first came out. I I watched Clerks after I watched Mallrats. So after I was yeah, introduced so- to Mallrats, that was Mallrats was like my gateway drug into the Kevin mm-hmm. Smith world, and um, 
then went back and rewatched, like, say, um, because I, I didn't see more rats at the cinema, I saw it on DVD when it came out. So by this time, I think Chase and Amy was out as well. So I went mm-hmm. more rats, clerks, then uh, more rats again, then to Chase and Amy. Um, then like I say, when they announced Jane, Silent and Bob and Dogma and stuff like that, my shit just went, yay, this is exciting. Yeah. But uh, when you went back and watched Clerks, because Clerks and Mallrats have similar beats, but totally different feels. Like, you can tell Clerks is a completely independent movie, just the way it's shot, how the cut scenes and how, like I say, all the camera angles are pretty much identical. Um, like I say, with two people standing, like I say, next, it was almost like the WWE style of filming vignettes back in the day but yeah. when when they used to watch like they say always side on watching a tv type thing yes <laughs> no they still do that yes they'll do still do to this day yeah the the, the certain beats and tropes are still there um mm. going about the how it's been how it was filmed i just i love the fact that he, he did put it in black and white mm-hmm. and i don't know why i just don't know why that makes such a difference mm-hmm I think it gives a little bit more atmosphere, but I think Goodwill put in the chat earlier that it was down to cost that he did it. It was a cheaper way to film, and especially, like, say, the way he did it as well. Um, but I've, I know I've said it once, I'll say it again, just to say the guy had balls to go out and follow a, a dream, because he dropped out of film school in Canada, wasn't it, And mm-hmm. to after one semester, and decided, fuck this, I'm going to make the film. I wish I did it when I was younger. I wish I had the balls, but... Like say if we're doing a podcast now. <laughs> exactly. You've you, you've con- you've conquered so much in the last like year and a bit we've been doing this. So don't be giving yourself any shit over that. Um mm. I tell you what though, I, and I've, I've been itching to say this for a while just to get it out. Um how inf- how heavily influenced that man is by Tarantino is so evident in this film, like massively. It's the dialogue. Mm-hmm. It's the in-depth, because Tarantino is very famous for in-depth dialogue, and mm-hmm. Kevin just just about gets on a Tarantino level with dialogue, but <laughs> it's done so much better. <laughs> <laughs> Only because Tarantino's dialogue is just, it's, it, it can come across as one note, mm-hmm. whereas his was, it was the characteristics behind it. Yeah, I think with this as well, Tarantino's is like dialogue is to the extreme, but with Kevin Smith, it's normal everyday conversations that's just dialed up to eleven. Yeah. A little bit of a a little reference there to an old independent movie as well. <laughs> <laughs> but um, like I say, because like the conversations are what are just like, you would never dream of having the type of conversations other than like say if you know a podcast chat and you've got a certain donor talking to you and say talking about sucking 37 dicks um like say, someone's doing it <laughs> and who's doing it and, <laughs> and how can we get their telephone number but yeah <laughs> but <laughs> you're the other one with a sore throat that's all i'm saying <laughs> i want to give context to that i was out yesterday <laughs> I wasn't even. <laughs> I wasn't even meant to be <laughs> there today. <laughs> I said to Paul earlier, text message. We need to randomly just fit that in because how many times he says it is ridiculous. But it it means something though, yes. because of the end scene, which I'm sure we'll, we'll get into in a bit when we start like talking about the film in depth. But mm. it does mean something, so it has it has a great purpose. Um. Oh, something else I was going to say, and I'm totally forgetting. Sorry, but 
this is one of probably because I know there's other movies like Kevin Smith's done that has quotable, like Morgoth is a very quotable movie, Chase and Amy is, but um, as I think Clerks is probably the standout from pe- what people reference. Like, as I said, we went when we did the SunnyCon podcast um, and like live audience, everyone shouted out at the same time 37 dicks when we mentioned Clerks. That so again, it lives out on an infamy. There's basically the berserker. Won't you suck my cock, berserker? <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> and like I say, there's just so many. And like when the, going into the conversations about um because this was basically before um like say the me too movement and before like equality and stuff but back then it showed you the difference between and the dead have the conversation the difference between men acting one way mm-hmm. and women acting another way so yeah. he's proudly saying i've fucked 12 girls and then goes absolutely ballistic at his girlfriend because she sucked 37 dicks 36 37 was Seven him. Include, including yeah. him yeah um, included him <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so it shows you like say kevin smith at, at the time as well was hitting beats and before he, and like looking for equality and things that came out mm-hmm. later that but he was having that discussion then yeah. So I think it's quite important that, like, say, even though this was a piss take and everyone jokes about the 37 dicks, it shows that, like, say, slut shaming was a thing back in the day and that, that, that how wrong it was. And no one should be made to feel inadequate or um, yeah, wrong. There's, no, for, there's, not, there's not one rule for, for him and one rule for her. Mm-hmm. And he was, he was definitely good because she shouted louder than him in that argument. Yes. Massively. Yes, and it made it, it honestly. It did. It mm-hmm. it stuck. That conversation actually stuck with us more than some of the other ones because of how she was totally bang on. She was absolutely right. Like there's no difference in him fucking twelve women as opposed to her sucking thirty seven dicks. There's no mm-hmm. difference in it. Yeah, but yet he didn't see it that way. <laughs> no, and he had, and like I said, he had the gold. And even though, like let's say, we'll go into other aspects, the way he acted for the movie, like don't they? Like fair enough, he is a nice guy, but he is a dick for a lot of the things he does. He's so angry. Yes, this is what I wanted to get into about Dante. He is so I can't. I I generally think that this is Kevin. This is Brian Johnson because yeah. I can imagine Brian Johnson just being an angry motherfucker. He might be like mm-hmm. totally mellowed out now because he's got his life together. But I can imagine him being this angry. He just every he shouted at everyone. Yeah, he didn't talk to them. He just shouted no. at them. and he went a bit stalkish as well when he saw the newspaper and he saw his ex-girlfriend was getting married and he went to the point where he phoned the newspaper to ask if it was a misprint I was like and then got angry at the (laughs) the guy because he was like no it's not (laughs) but yeah so I know we've we've kind of jumped from bits to bits but what what would you say is the standout parts for the movie for you that just resonate and like hold up to you like I know we've talked about the 37 dicks but uh <laughs> there's two there's two bits one that's kind of like funny and one that's really that's quite poignant and serious the funny one obviously being the star wars reference yes. that we all that we all know about um and uh, probably a good point to get into it now actually um mm. the fact that they used that in mm-hmm. in uh, force awakens was fucking brilliant <laughs> <laughs> them poor guys, them poor, them poor contractors. <laughs> yeah, that was like say, I never thought of that like say before. 
no. watching Clerks. Oh God, no! And I love, <laughs> no, and I love the fact that after that I couldn't stop but thinking about it. Because like, I think about it all the time now. It's not just Star Wars; it's anything. Like if you remember how badly Man of Steel got like persecuted because of the damage that they did in that film, <laughs> and I'm like thinking, oh my God, all them poor innocent people. <laughs> oh shit. It's like the, the people who were just doing the job, working yes. like a day to day life. Like, but then the whole contractor says uh, that again, you make these choices and you choose. You've got a moral compass as well. And again, you think about it, shit. He's right because I wouldn't work for someone who was going to, like, say, end up killing or tear yeah. out the whole civilization. Like, again, not to try and take the tone down if Hitler rose up again like the second rise of Hitler yeah. <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't be on board with that shit <laughs> I think that's already happening right now in the world but yeah I'm not I'm not jumping on that shit <laughs> not a fucking chance um, I just love that conversation in general because I can imagine and we probably have had that conversation before like something along those lines um, not like just daft little things within nerdism like I love the fact that he brought that in and the song is brilliant. <laughs> what a wookie. Love it. <laughs> Absolutely love it. Um, the, the second bit is the ending. Which one? Okay, so I'm going to go with my ending that I've watched today. Um, right. Where Randall, because Randall always has this like, because he, he, for all he's a dick, he really mm. is. But he's a funny, he's a funny dick. Like he's, he's, he's never gone out of his way to actually hurt anyone when he, when he says to um the ex-girlfriend like they're, they're having a carry on laugh and then all of a sudden you'll go break his heart again and i'll break your face it's nothing personal <laughs> um but no at the end where he, he says well, he's going i wasn't meant to be here today and he went he was like but you could have gone home at any time you yeah. chose to be here mm-hmm. that you know you're choosing your everyday life to be here mm-hmm. stop blaming everybody else oh. For your choices. Exactly, your choices. You chose to stay here. But haven't we all got someone like that in their lives that kind of like looks at different elements and thinks, this is not my fault. This Mm -hmm. is because of this circumstance. This is because um, I've had to do this. But Randall proved in one scene that it's all about choices and behaviour reflects the behavior by spitting in that man's face with water um that guy probably didn't expect it and like they don't they definitely didn't expect it because like i say they're like in the reaction and that guy trying to kill him and randall just sitting at the back just enjoying it all in was just he doesn't absolutely... even move does he he doesn't no. flinch he doesn't move he just sits there and like yeah what so what yeah <laughs> he's just like saying like this is the reaction so but again he would say i chose to spat in his face but then that guy chose to attack me mm-hmm. he could have chose to walk away or leave or make any any choices that day but it makes you think about like all the choices you do end up making mm-hmm. so it's a very powerful movie what makes you think about like in a stupid way because like everyone thinks it's a, a crude dick and fart joke movie but there's so many different elements that makes you think about life or mm-hmm. your choices that you probably don't even think about it in certain ways. No. Sorry to go all date on you guys. No, we'll, no, we'll, I think we'll, we'll come back to the 37 we'll, we'll go, dicks in a we'll second. We'll go back to the dicks soon. <laughs> don't worry, that's that, that's still going to be there. But no, you're totally right. And when I said earlier that I listened to it, like we've, I've probably seen this film a hundred times. And mm-hmm. the first time, yes, I'm like totally, I, I get it. And then the rest of it, I'm like, I'm just watching just mm-hmm. beats and movements that I already know. But when today, when I actually 
sat and listened. This is why I kept going back over it, even though I kept falling asleep. <laughs> That's just old age. <laughs> um, but no, I, I wanted to make sure that I heard everything yeah. because obviously we're talking about it tonight. Um, mm-hmm. And I wanted to make sure that I, I understood where he was coming from with it. And that yeah. it's, it's that last bit. And he, he does it. He also does it again in Clerks 2. Mm-hmm. at the end where he's like well what do you want to do and he's like well I want to open the the quick stop and I want to run it myself and that was such a powerful statement like Jeff Anderson knows how to deliver the powerful but also knows how to deliver the funny yeah like, I'll, he's, I'll... he's a brilliant actor yeah um, it is a shame that I think his bitterness might have stopped him from going as far as what he probably could yeah because I think as 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 we've talked about before, like say there was a fallen out, and he probably thought he was going to be the next big thing because he he is the standout, like I said, and probably could have done a lot more. But um, but I think Kevin has been extremely lucky with like people he's known and people who he's like friends with and people he grew mm-hmm. up with as well, like like Affleck, like Damon, like say um, Jason, so Jason Lee. Jason Lee, yeah. Jason Lee, like, say, like, all these people that, like, say, come and start in these short films early and kind of st- stuck around have been, like, say, essential for the View, Ask View, uh, mm-hmm. like, say, universe and are staples now. But going back to, like, say, favourite scenes, my mm-hmm. ultimate favourite scene in Clerks is the one where he's sitting on the desk waiting for, just reading the newspaper, and that, I, I think I've showed the clip uh, before we went live it was when uh, a woman's like asking him about these two movies and he just couldn't give a fuck and he's just sitting there going um i don't watch these movies and she's going then she goes back and says what about these two and she goes he just turns around without even looking in the complete garbage and she's like ha you're not you weren't listening you're not paying attention and he just turns around on her saying i don't appreciate your ruse ma'am and he says it in that complete like to- dispassionate tone and He's just so well, like say, like delivered, and mm-hmm. you can tell how angry she is. And as like, we know from our jobs, we do we deal with the public for a certain days. This is kind of like a celebration where we're punching in the air, saying, "We wish we could see half yes. the things that these guys see. We wish yes. we could act in certain things, like log off, shut down, and just say, you know what, get fucked, or <laughs> fuck yourself." Yes. Yeah, absolutely. He, I think, I think, I don't know if it's because of our jobs, we totally appreciate that side of customer service. We're like, oh my God, like that, in my head, that's how my conversation's playing out. <laughs> like, I don't give a shit. I honestly don't give a shit what I'm saying. <laughs> it's like, I want to help you, but you're not helping me. So please. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but it's just like, as you said, a fanboy's dream with all the conversations and yeah like I, with the whole i said don't they making bad decision after bad decision especially with like say the his girlfriends veronica who was what as jay pointed out with jay having because normally like in the later films it was always uh silent bob who has like a dialogue that kind yeah. of sets the tone and, and like sets the story and finishes everything off to give that moment of realize uh, clarity shall we say but this time it was jay and he says about the the veronica coming in looking after you bringing you food uh loving you mm-hmm. why why would you not like say want that why would you want to go with the caitlin brig uh, caitlin is it caitlin 
I'm trying to get the name now. Caitlin uh, Bree. Uh, why would you yes. want to go with Caitlin Bree, who just fucks around and makes you miserable, um, when you've got someone that's there that that loves you and you love her? That mm-hmm. should then make sense. That should be. Yeah. Uh, that should be enough. A, that should be enough. Yes. Yeah, it should be enough. Is it like Dante must have something very special going on between his legs because he <laughs> always he always gets the women. Look he at falls. the women who fall for him, not just in this film but in Clerks too as well. It's crazy. <laughs> Rosemary Dawson, uh, even like Kevin Smith's wife's. Uh, I can't remember her name now. Jennifer Schwalbach. Yeah, that's the one because I can't pronounce it. Um, like I said, they. I love interests of Dante, and but again, even the first one, beautiful, like I say, a, a, a typical New York and uh, or Jersey, Jersey, it's Jersey, ve- Jersey, <laughs> Jersey accents. Did you notice all the women sounded exactly the same? Any woman who came on had exactly the same accent. And um, I, I read earlier today that Caitlin Bree actually passed away in really? 2017. Uh huh. Wow. Overdose. So like, that Lisa Sp- Spooner or something. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah oh, she, right. she passed away in 2017. Um, Brian O'Halloran, Kevin Smith um, did massive tributes to her and right. GoFundMe's as well because she left behind like a family. But it sounds mm-hmm. like she had, she had a lot of troubles. Right. So there's well, my she's dead moment. To be fair, though, not, not to ruin the, the tone there, what happens to her in this movie? Could they have happened and not on effect? She did fuck a dead guy. Oh my guy. god, yeah, she did fuck a dead guy. It's the way she honestly, it's the way she comes out the toilet and she grabs her tie and she's like oh, so yeah. satisfied. So yes. that was the best moment of my life. Yes. She looks but, traumatized when that ambulance comes. But again, taking it back as well, the how creepy that guy was. Can I use the bathroom there, Sam? I know I've got a bit of incontinence issue. It's like, oh, just again, you give us too much information, just do anything, just fuck off. Then he comes back for toilet paper. It's like, and then he comes um, back for a porn mag. <laughs> yeah, that should have been the point. But that's the level of like fucks that don't need to give at this point. Was just like, nah, yeah. he'd already had his hockey, hockey game ruined. Um, like I say, when he closed and that douchebag just starts slating him because he wants his pack of cigarettes. But even then, like I say, all the different elements, like, and I can't believe we haven't even mentioned it yet. The cigarette guy. Yes, <laughs> I think that's a, I, this is. I think that's a genuine story as well. Like of someone coming in trying to mm-hmm. to poach business to their chewing gum. <laughs> Apparently, all the little inside things were all genuine stories as well. Even like the Eggman and like say the yeah, the one who's trying to find the perfect dozen. <laughs> <laughs> He's sitting there when he's getting uh, it's a guidance counselor, he's sitting there bashing eggs and things, but then he cleans up the mess and pays for everything when they finish. It's like I wouldn't uh, the problem is people in America that have lost the shit that much that do go to these lengths. But yeah. uh like say there's so many like moments where you either you're you you emotionally like, oh, this is too much, or you throw up a little bit. When they call uh, like Scott Moser's carry the snowball, like so I, I, I generally that was the first time I was in, in, introduced to that fetish back in the day. So, uh, I, like when I was back, it's been a little bit more innocent. <laughs> Sam's face is not happy. It's only because I don't like I when I heard it the day I was like, excuse me, <laughs> because I didn't realize that because that brings out the thirty-seven dicks conversation. Mm-hmm. 
yeah. is that moment right there. Um, Moja was not meant for screen. <laughs> <laughs> Moja is a beautiful man, but he was not meant for the screen. <laughs> he just looks terrified, and he, like I say, he he reminds me a little bit of uh, Goodwill. <laughs> Oh. In the, in the looking, looking there, daylights where he's just looking. Deer in the, a headlight. Lights, yeah. Yeah. If you, if you like, Moja is brilliant. Like him and Kevin's, like, I think Kevin, one of Kevin's first ever podcast, like the journey of his podcasting career started with Scott Moja, as yeah. everything does when it comes to Kevin and creativity. It's always with Scott. And yeah. they do, um, Smod, the Smodcast. I can't remember what it's called, but he, having Kevin Smith go, Frame by frame of the Harry Potter films to Scott Moja is some of the most <laughs> delightful conversations I have ever heard. They are so funny. <laughs> but, but you can still, you, you always remember a Scott Moja cameo as well, though, because even Clerks too, when you, you're sitting with a little kid, like, don't, oh, don't look at his, don't look at his peepee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Scott's just, he's such, he's just such a good, good guy he really is like when you listen to him and kevin talk together he's just a, but he's how he was talking in the film i really think that's how scott really talks sometimes oh, oh i hope so if i ever do have a conversation with ever that's going to be one of the questions i will ask Kev: is is scott Mosher like he is in clerks or is he just basically a normal guy but he's he's went on to like say some huge things because he did the grinch movie like the, the 3d animation as well so yeah. he's he's moving on to really big things now scott Mosher. but um i still remember like say that scene in when they put caitlin in the ambulance and um he just sits in randomly and they close the doors with like say the dead guy caitlin I and scott Mosher. i wondered like, why <laughs> scott Mosher was sitting there for <laughs> no idea it's like why but it's just the most random things do happen in this film but um like say it it is i wouldn't say it's hard to put it as a complete film it's almost like uh res not reservoir dogs um pulp fiction in a way that it's just loads of different random clips throughout a day but not done disjointed but you don't actually get like a the story you don't really get a story if that makes sense it's just kind of like the day in life of Dante yeah. Hicks do you know what it reminds us strongly of? Um, Friday. Yes. I like I, Yeah. I, yeah. It's a, because it's, I, and I don't know which came first, um, but it's, yeah, because it's just a day in the life, isn't it, of mm-hmm. one person. Mm-hmm. Um, Ice Cube wrote that, didn't he? He actually wrote the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I so, think he said had a lot to do with all, like, say, the Fridays, but yeah, I can, but they, I can, yeah, I can see that kind of, like, comparison mm-hmm. does, does stand quite strongly there, but um, yeah, I never thought about it that way. Now, now you've said it, I can't unsee it. Yeah, it's just a very similar in because it's just a it's, and I think that works when you've just got one day. Mm-hmm. You've got like just think about look at it from a creative point of view. He's got one day to give to make you give a shit mm-hmm. about these characters. Yeah, that is that is some specialized work in there. Mm-hmm. That there's just one day in a life where you have to not only get to know these people, f- either fall in love with them or hate them, and mm-hmm. root for them at the end. It's such a, a such a brilliant way of storytelling. True, I think as well. There's a there's an element of like say the office to this as well, like Ricky Gervais when you're kind of watching it through your your hands, like the, like things and oh don't make this decision, don't do this. 
don't put that <laughs> phone down. You're kind of like screaming at the TV to stop them from kind of like going there. That, that that's always been the element of to me. It's like cringe TV. I think I would or cringe movies. Oh. The office is definitely, definitely cringe. But you've just reminded us of the cat shitting in the litter box. Yes. Why did we need to see that? <laughs> and then you get, like, say, uh, Donnie afterwards, after he puts the phone down, he's just, like, sniffing. Going, like, <laughs> it's just the most random element. Random thing. I think that's one of Kevin's cats. Cat, Kevin Kevin was a cat person. Right. That's why we like him so much, because he, <laughs> he was a cat person. He's very um, much an animal lover, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> um. <laughs> Well, he is now, given that he's like gone full vegan after his uh, heart attack. <laughs> but that leads us a little bit into, like, say, what we saw this week with Clerks Three trailer hit. Yeah, they have went very meta in the story that they are telling with this one. Thank you for using my words because <laughs> I said it's not meta. I was good at fucking ears. Oh, definitely, it's basically better. It's def- It's like life. Uh, well, art playing out what happened to Kevin in real life. So that's why I think Randall is Kevin. Because Randall's the one who had a heart attack, and Randall then decides to make the movie. So to it me, that, that kind sense. of, kind of, like I said, just because, like I say, I was trying to work it out before, but that then popped into my head. But yeah, like because Clerks Two is a full story that like gives a d- different ending to like what what's happening. So when they announced that they were going to do Clerks Three, I was kind of like, what story are they going to tell? Where they're going to go with this? And now I've seen the trailer. It's piqued me interest. Oh, gotcha. Oh, a hundred percent. Um, yeah, I said to I said to, I was like, Anthony, this is like one of the most meta things I've ever seen. It's literally Kevin's last few years put into the character that he created for himself mm-hmm. back in the nineties. Well, to like, be fair though, yeah, to be fair, he made a reboot just to make friends with Ben Affleck again. <laughs> yeah. I have no pro- I don't see what anyone has an issue with with reboot i generally had such a fun time watching it <laughs> i thought it was so fun <laughs> i know you didn't <laughs> <laughs> it just it just felt that like because jane silent bob was a fun movie it felt exactly like as you said it was a reboot of that that didn't quite need it um just with less uh, crudeness and a little bit less punchy shall we say it was it was really it was torn down a lot but Mm. i would i would just have jmu's saying what the fuck is the internet every (laughs) single movie that i could possibly do um the trailer for this one looks so intriguing and we knew we were going back to the quick stop because they bought the they bought it at the end of clerks too and i didn't realize until i watched clerks one today how similar in beats were in Clerks too. Mm-hmm. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't put two and two together. I thought with it going into color and we were going to a new venue that it would be a bit different, mm-hmm. and it really isn't. The it still thing... has its fundamental points in it. Yeah, it definitely got a better soundtrack. The soundtrack in Clerks Two was so much better than this one. I like that. I, normally, I put music on before the podcast starts, and I did struggle to find one that I kind of fit the tone. Mm-hmm. Um, because like so all what the, did you use? I didn't use one. I just used uh, two videos. So I've got, oh, the, right. I've got I put the uh, thirty-seven dick video in, <laughs> uh, and I uh, put the 
the, the video stop one where I don't appreciate your ruse. So uh, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully that worked. Goodwill said it looked good. So when you watch oh, back, it's, it's it's quite a little bit of an interesting twist. I did, but yeah, because all the music for Clerks, as you said, probably fits Dante's mood. Is very aggressive. Mm-hmm. But Clerks too, as you said, with the colours and stuff, like we'll get, like say, the Jacksons and stuff, like that famous scene, A, B, C. I love that scene so yes, much. One, two, three. I love the <laughs> fact that he put a dance routine in there. Um, mm. A lot of King Diamond is used in Clerks because that was that was mm. their band. There are metalheads like Walt. To look at him, you wouldn't think that he is, but Walt Flanagan is a huge metalhead. Um, and there's a song from King Diamond using Clerks too that me and Ant absolutely love. And we anytime we just go, anytime one of us goes, Grandma, the, one, <laughs> the, rest, the other just starts like, what was it like <laughs> to be on a raft? I love the fact that Elias is going to be back. I yes. adored that character in the second one. Oh, um, like, But he does try and get people back. That's the thing. He, he, he is very loyal. Uh, Kevin Smith is one of the few Hollywood types that I know everyone accuses him of selling out, but to me, he hasn't. He's always stuck to his guns, but he's always been loyal. And you can see that through the movies. And when he does like say build a relationship, like I remember, as you said, when he was looking for reboot, Mm -hmm. uh, he was going back trying to get the same packs, like the the two kids that he'd done the drug deal. Um, too, he got them back. He like searched the net to try and find them. So again, he he does callbacks, but he stays loyal to the people. I know when they were trying to do um, all rats too. Um, again, all the people that was involved in all rats were on board of doing it, but mm-hmm. again, it didn't find its feet. But I think uh, they said that makes him all rats too was like some of the scripts being moved into. Well, yeah. no, that because he, he, he changed clerks too completely after he had the heart attack. Mm-hmm. That was the, that was the big change, but I think a lot of the clerk um, all rats too. The script he said is going to be is being moved into Clerks Three. It's not a bad thing. I know there was a lot of, I think there was circumstances out of his control when it came to all rats too. Um, Stan Lee passed away. Sharon Doherty became really sick. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think there's a lot out of his control. So it probably makes sense to merge it into Clerks Three where he can fit it in. Um. I was going to say something about Elias, and I've totally forgotten. Oh, sorry, did I take you off subject? No, no, (laughs) not at all. It was just, Elias is just, he's us. He's innocent. (laughs) Yeah, he's just, there's just something that I just gravitate towards him. I like, like, maybe because he's a Lord of the Rings fan. That that whole scene is just, that's just me and you talking that. (laughs) One ring to rule them all. (laughs) One ring to bind them and in the darkness bind them <laughs> Fuck off, it's a film about walking dudes get over it <laughs> <laughs> but that conversation right there between randall and elias is exactly me and you talking <laughs> there's only one return and it's not of the king bitch <laughs> oh, i love it i just love how he the, the the one thing that i love about kevin smith is that he's in his 50s now Mm-hmm. And he still makes you feel okay to be who you are. Yeah. Nothing's nothing like for what like we are collectors, we are nerds, we love mm-hmm. pop culture, and we are hitting 40. Yeah. And you know what? It's fine, that's okay. 
let's be honest, we do rip <laughs> off Kevin Smith a lot for this podcast. So please. <laughs> we are. Like say, if if he ever does come on, we are gonna owe him so much shit. But um like I say, we wouldn't do this what we do now if it wasn't for Kevin Smith and being yeah. inspired by Kevin Smith. Um he is our nerd guru. Yeah, like if I could, if I really could create a shrine for him, I would. Like mm-hmm. everything that I've done creatively over the last 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, I'm so I'm always so inspired by him and yeah. watching clerks today just made us realize just how how brilliant that mind is yeah how quick because a lot of the stuff like you, you think it or if you're having that conversation I'll think like after we finish recording the podcast I'll think I should have said this I'm and I'll text you I'm getting <laughs> I forgot about talking about this yeah but he doesn't no. like if like if we ever did like God forbid, if we ever did get him on the podcast, we, me and you is not going to get a word in. He's going to talk at us. I'm just going to go, yes, sir. No, sir. Yes. He, and just Three listen. bags full, sir. <laughs> yes. Uh, all he'll, but that's, that's the thing. And having that mind and that work, like I say, that work rate. A work uh, ethic that he has. Ethic. It's a yeah. Way, yeah, his work ethic, because he's not just a filmmaker. Mm. He's a podcaster. He's mm-hmm. a comic book writer. He's a very good comic book writer. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if he's ever had a chance to read any of his work. His Daredevil was brilliant. His, his Batman. Cat. Yeah, Black Cat. His Batman, um, mm-hmm. where he created the villain Onomatopoeia. I love, yeah. I just want to say that word. I love <laughs> saying that word. That's um, I'm showing off now. Just because she's stumbled so many times on toxicity, she's proven that she can say words. <laughs> I, can, I can talk, people. <laughs> um, I just... There's just so there's so much, and he's stand up. Yes, I love like he doesn't call it stand up. It's like uh, an Q&A's. evening with Q and A's. That that's the thing. But that nobody asks questions <laughs> to because he never gets a chance to ask. Yes. <laughs> nobody gets a chance to ask a question because Kevin's still answering the first one for about an hour. <laughs> he tells you stories. Like I, say, I, I think that's the best way I would describe him. He's a modern day storyteller. That's yeah, like is. you get authors, you get things. He tells, he he makes stories and he tells and he tells them his way, mm-hmm. and, and and he's tried doing it in different ways as well. Because I know he like say tried cop outs, and that was the first time he ever directed something that wasn't his own work. Yeah, and he said that, it wasn't wasn't for him. No, and that obviously that cost him a bit, probably more mental health wise than anything else, because he he realized I don't know I just. Mm-hmm. listening to the interviews and around that time he is not in a good place um mm-hmm. and obviously the problems with bruce willis did not help even though they have kissed and made up and it was bruce who mm-hmm. let like reached the olive branch out it was mm-hmm. him who made the first call because i don't think bruce willis realized he did anything wrong like the story kevin smith tells is about um how you phoned him Mm-hmm. And it was like, hi, Kevin, how are you doing, Kevin? And like, I, nothing had happened. <laughs> um, I just, I have so much time for him. I think he just, he validates anything that I do. Mm-hmm. 
like from doing this to any writing that I've done in the past, I just feel validated because we do get to a point in our lives where we sit there and go, should I be doing this now? Everyone has the moments of doubt, like like say after the SunnyCon being so well. And again, I know we met, sent messages. I almost packed it all in. I <laughs> almost I almost quit the Nerdy Up North community. I almost stopped the podcast. I normally just sent you all the logins just because it what gets overwhelming you think can you keep can like what's next how do you how do you go from there mm-hmm. and what do you do and like how do we move things forward and that's what we always are trying to do and he proves that you can yeah and that's why I think it was nice to do this this week because I think really we was. needed a needed a kind of like a a reboot No, you're absolutely right. We've come off such a high over the last couple of weeks. Do you know what it feels like? It feels like after the uh, charity podcast. Yeah. You know, that that somber moment the next Mm. day after the charity podcast. Like I was so overwhelmed by what we managed to accomplish in one in that day that Mm. I was like, fuck do we do now? Yeah. Fuck do we top that? (laughs) But that's the thing, it's not about topping it. Exactly. It's about about maintaining and enjoying it that that was the thing mm-hmm. um but you're getting a lot of love in the chat by the way i'm just gonna ignore them <laughs> i'm not looking at you <laughs> i hate them hate them all <laughs> not oh yes um i am the grumpy bastard but uh no it, again like i said not well i always knew this episode was going to be an emotional one because they like, say the feelings towards mm-hmm. this 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 movie not just the person because if you want to like to do something, as Kevin Smith keeps saying, do it. Don't just yeah. think about it. Don't just think, talk about it. Do it. Go out mm-hmm. and just say, right, what's stopping you? Don't yeah. think about what what won't work or what how what what will stop you from working. Think mm-hmm. about what the fuck can happen if it does. Exactly. So, wow, wow, yeah, we're getting into a proper therapy session here, mind. <laughs> um, this is, but you know what? It doesn't. We, I don't think we can ever do. Even if we said next week, oh, we're going to, you know, do a, a review of Mallrats, we are never not going to be able to talk about the man himself when it comes down to any mm. one of his films, yeah. because he is such an important and impactful person, and he has been in our lives since the nineties. Mm-hmm. We just didn't realize. Until until recently, how important he actually has for me anyway, massively mm-hmm. important to us. He should have been should have made eighties films. The only thing that would have made him better. Oh, <laughs> you can't do it, can you? Do you know? I was listening. I was listening to one of our old podcasts. I do this now and again. I listen to all the podcasts just to see what we've actually talked about. So if we do revisit them again, <laughs> well, I don't know where we where to stay away from. And I was listening to. One of them, which was the true crime one, you still managed to get a Goonies reference in the true crime podcast. I'm talking about yet. Peeing my pants laughing at it. Anyone, like, if, if, if they were going to remake the Goonies, Kevin Smith has my full blessing to direct. Oh my God, right. Okay. <laughs> oh my God, that's such a good thing. So the Goonies recast with Kevin Smith's actors. Mm-hmm. So who we got? <laughs> you got Chunk. Uh, Brian Johnson. <laughs> um, I don't have to agree with that one. Mouth is definitely Kevin Smith. <laughs> um, oh, I think it's so hard though because um, Mike will. I'll, no, I'll probably change 
a mouth for to Kevin from Kevin to what's he called? I've got his name now again. My brain's went thing. Um, I've just got the thing. Uh, Jeff Anderson for mouth. Uh, oh Mike, yeah, Mike as Kevin. Uh, data as Jason Mewes, just because I think that would be fucking hilarious. <laughs> Jason Mewes <laughs> <and> dynamite. <laughs> It's a booty trap. <laughs> Snooch to the booch. <laughs> um, have uh, Brian O'Han and uh, Dante as basically um, as as Brandon because he wasn't meant to be there. He wasn't meant to be babysitting. So. <laughs> My God, that's perfect. That's absolutely perfect. I can't believe we managed to like recast the Goonies with all the Kevin yeah. Smith actors and Affleck as Troy. <laughs> yes I'm not going up on Affleck's bucket <laughs> but Affleck was the bomb in Phantoms yo and that line that line has been so used in my life so many times if it honestly if it wasn't for Kevin we wouldn't have a Ben Affleck <laughs> it's as simple as that as he says if he was remaking Jaws he would cash Affleck as the shock <laughs> <laughs> That is a quote, and take that to the bank. Oh, I love it. But just to go back to Clerks a minute, um, do you think if Kevin made Clerks now, like we hadn't seen Clerks before, we hadn't seen Clerks 2, you think if that story came out now, it would work? It was very much of its time. I think the conversation, I think it still can work. Because mm-hmm. approved, like I say, in the sequels, but it would be a very much a different conversation that we'll be having. Yeah. We'll still be having the Star Wars reference. Definitely. Um, it probably be, wouldn't be like 37 dicks. That wouldn't probably fly as much these days uh, to a degree. Um, but again, like I say, slut shaming is still a thing. So, yeah, I don't see why it wouldn't be as done in a more tactful mm-hmm. way. Yeah. Um, Again, a few reference points changed, but overall, I, feel, I think the only thing he would probably change is a bit more diversity in the movie. Because uh, let's be honest, like I say, looking back, I know it's black and white, but it is a very white movie. So that absolutely, that, <laughs> yeah, um, that probably is, like I say, as was Kevin's like grown and and got like better, and like I say, added more diversity has. Mm-hmm. Brought so much better on about like interesting aspects to his movies, so that would be the the key point. I would probably say the only difference I would make in Clerks now, yeah, uh, the music will be better. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I didn't really. I, do you know what? I think even if he had no music, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't have been angry with it. I don't think mm-hmm. I would have noticed. Yeah, but I, like I said, everyone probably. Everyone in that movie has, like, you know someone or known someone like them in your lives. Absolutely. So, so that that that's where the, you do get the, like the great reference points. Things like um, I'm trying to think now. Like everyone's known around the Lecocksure or someone that was so you were so sure that they were going to do well in life that they did, but they didn't in a way. Probably but, more. But, rat- but to him, but to him, he did. He won. Yeah. Yeah. He works at a video shop, a really shitty video shop, where he has to go to another video shop to rent his own video and other videos. But not just other videos, her math, her mathematic porn. Yes, don't forget. Oh, also, can we go? To, I just while we're talking about Randall, that walk when he walk when you first see him walking, and he <laughs> when he does it in Clerks too, 
I just love it. I love that. I don't understand where that walk comes from, but it's so great. I'm surprised, like, as I said, with this movie as well, got through the senses to, with the cuts that it got. Just the scene as well, just because I know we talked about the hermaphrodite horn, the way he's got the mother and the daughter asking about like a kiddie film and he's putting an order in for all the film. It's like big tits, uh, cum guzzlers, uh, shafts ahoy and stuff like that. Uh, and then he asks, what, what did you want? To- <laughs> <laughs> like, that's why I think it probably doesn't get the respect it probably deserves on an emotional level. Mm. I think like see when you look at it like at Sundance and stuff like that like I know for a fact my parents would never watch Clerks and get and enjoy it the way I do no and, and like it's probably a generation thing as well oh but, absolutely but if you take like say the smut and the humor out of it you still get a pretty emotional it, it's almost I'm not going to say it's to the ex- to degree because you're pretty much watching a man having a nervous breakdown or a breakdown all the way through the movie. It's almost like the modern day. Well, the old only film that I would say come close to done something similar was The Joker. Because you're seeing yes. someone's breakdown going to the extremes. Yeah. But it's the same type of premise, the same, like how much can a guy take or be pushed in one day? Yeah. But I'll just, I love the fact that he's brought back down to earth very quickly <laughs> by his best bud. Definitely. And all of it. But um, so I think we'll be amiss not to mention as well, because I think we talked about uh, a little bit when said, which ending did you watch? Oh, because there is two endings. I um, did not know that. Yes. I did not know there was two endings. So there's one that never made the cut, but was the one that Kevin Smith originally uh, wanted for the film. But they thought it was too bleak where Don here when Randall leaves him. The, sh- the store gets robbed and he gets shot during the robbery and he actually gets killed. Oh my God. Yeah. So that on the DVD and one of the extras, it, it's actually filmed. You can actually see that. So if you go on YouTube, just type in clerk's alternative ending. I'm gonna, oh it, my God. I don't want to watch it. <laughs> but it's so like, we, if, if it did that way, we wouldn't have clerks two, clerks three, or like say other elements. Mm-hmm. If you, if they went with the original idea, but just shows like how bleak that film could have been. Like, say, imagine having your worst day and at the end, not you got shot, got shot, killed. Yeah. So that's that's how Clerks almost ended. And like, I know they've, they've done spin-offs like the Clerks cartoon, which was weirdly good. I I really enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, I've only seen no, I haven't seen that one. What have I seen? It's a, a more recent one. It was J. Silent Bob one. Right. I can't remember what it's called. It wasn't the Clerks one though. I know they brought the comics, but the comics as well. The comics are fantastic if you can get your hands on them. They are have, really good read. I have the first one of Jane Silent Bob's comics because it was the first ever comic book and the Borders, but it was like when I wasn't, I wasn't reading them at the time. I was just a huge Kevin Smith fan. <laughs> he bought us all of them, all the Kevin Smith back catalog, and it came with the comic book. <laughs> yes. Well. Um, I've got, uh, as I said before, uh, signed figures from Kevin and G. I think they're in the like in the loft, um, in in a box somewhere where when we moved, uh, got them from Kevin Dickinson, one of uh, my good friends, bought them as a moving present when I moved in with Nicole. Um, oh. So I've still got them. They're, they are very hidden away in my collection, so not many people do get to see them. <laughs> oh, he has he has secrets now. Yeah. <laughs> um, Michaela actually went and seen Hollywood Babylon. 
in right. Birmingham, the oh, mm-hmm. podcast with Ralph Garman. I wouldn't mind saying, I don't know if I would say the Hollywood Babylon just because I, I, see, I, I'm not saying I'm a, a snob a podcast. That one I didn't quite like. I love Hollywood Babylon. <laughs> I love Fat Man and Beyond. And like I say, that, that, as I said, that's what we modeled basically this podcast on, like I say, the premise with and the, and the banter between uh, Kevin and Mark Bernard. And, I think actually, I like to think of you as Kevin Smith as me as Mark because you get to talk more than the attacks. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine with that. I'm totally fine with that. I am no. I've listened. I've listened to Smodcast. Um, Hollywood Babylons were probably one of my favorites, but the earlier ones were brilliant. Um, especially when they had the huge fallout with John Lovitz. Mm-hmm. That was funny. Um, I like the premise of Fat Man on Batman. Mm-hmm before it changed to Fat Man Beyond, because I think that was really just a happy accident. He got Mark Bernard on as a, a guest and then was like, hang on a minute, our chemistry actually works. And they progressed into what we get today. But Fat Man on Batman was him interviewing people um, who has had anything to do with Batman. So mm-hmm. he's had he had uh, Mark Hamill on. That mm-hmm. is nearly a four hour conversation that is broken up into parts. But it is absolutely phenomenal. The Grant um, Morrison one was a spiritual awakening, listening yeah. to that podcast. Um, but I think and, and it's the one time it's that Kevin isn't the lead. Like he mm. actually lets other people talk. <laughs> I am. I've re- recently, because um, my wife listens to a lot of different podcasts as well, um, the Scrutius Pip podcast where he just like interviews a lot of celebrities and he interviewed Kevin Smith mm-hmm. and literally Kevin Smith um, like talked to, like normally it's like question and answers but it was mm-hmm. literally 45 minutes of just Kevin Smith talking oh. at him after one question which was hilariously done but um, <laughs> it's it's always an interesting side like the guy is is such an interesting character and mm-hmm. one I can spend just days uh, doing or like having the, that type of conversation as well. Mm-hmm. I can never get bored of listening and hearing him. And again, I will keep tweeting him. I will keep asking him. One day we will get Kevin Smith on this podcast. I think your timing's off at the moment. He's promoting Clerks 3. So maybe he might be a bit busy. <laughs> maybe after Clerks 3. Because when does it come out? September? Uh, October, I believe. Oh, October. October. Right, okay. Yeah, and again, it's. I think we mentioned in the group we are going to try and arrange a nerdy meetup with as many people who want to see Clerks Three to come and meet us, meet uh, meet and see Charlotte's feet in real life. Uh- <laughs> Just come and meet Charlotte. She is absolutely adorable. You'll you'll not be able to take your eyes off her, but don't do it in a creepy way because she will notice. Um, mm. yeah, we're looking to do a Clerks Three meetup. That will be such a special a special occasion Yay. yes <laughs> <Definitely>. <laughs> yes i thought as, as i said with that this week's episode was quite fitting because we've planned out now for the next three months all the different episodes and we've got like say quite an interesting and, and wide variety of topics as well which i'm quite excited for um and we are going to have like some special episodes thrown in individually i know we are going to try and do one this week if we can get it planned and mm-hmm. arranged so that that should be interesting uh if sam gets to talk about her favorite film uh yes <laughs> and it's so. not ghostbusters mm-hmm. 
Definitely. Or is it? <laughs> Could be again. Ghostbusters returns, but yes. Sam also gets her own way next weekend because it's my birthday weekend. <laughs> well, it's my birthday during the week, so I got I get my own way again. <laughs> Certainly. But any problems, um, like I say, why oh, am I saying any problems? My brain's any not problems? working. I think it's because this room's getting too warm now. Oh, my God, <laughs> tell us about it. I've got the computer desktop, like, right next to my legs, and it's just spewing out hot air. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But I think that's probably a sign to wrap up because you're winking with your eye, bless you. <laughs> Can I just explain to people? I was at a festival yesterday and I stupidly did not take any antihistamines, knowing fine well that I was going to be on a field for more than six hours. And I rubbed my eye after having my hand on the grass. And this is the end result. It is so bad. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm really stupid. <laughs> no, bless you. It's the first time you've been outside. Goths don't do outside in a while. So it's just don't worry. Hey, I didn't burn, though. That's that's a good thing. <laughs> My my goth skin repelled the sun. <laughs> definitely, definitely. But um, like I said, uh, my brains were fried now. Yeah, so. <laughs> and I am turning the mush now. Yes. Let's let's wrap this bad boy up, and hopefully next week it won't be hot as hell. Mm-hmm. While we're doing, I'm not. I'll I'll wait until later on for us to announce what we're doing. I'm so definitely. excited. <laughs> no, well, like I say, we'll get the post up on the Facebook group. So, like, please follow us on Nerdy Up North uh, community on Facebook, uh, Instagram, TikTok, whatever shite we do now. Uh- <laughs> oh my god! Yes, we are on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, <laughs> Charlotte's Boot Club. Yes, all all of the above. But um, yes, so. Possibly back on Tuesday. If not, we are back on Saturday, Sunday, sorry, and we're doing the Cornetto trilogy. So honestly, I said I wasn't going to announce it, but yes, uh, we are going to do the Cornetto trilogy. Cornetto trilogy this time, but I thought the Tuesday one you weren't announcing. So that's you already said. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Punch me in the face. (laughs) But yeah, Um, uh, same bat time, same bat channel, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Same early, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.